So it is, it's fantastic to see everybody in here this morning, and you, you caught us in week number six of a series called Chains. Now, this series is about chains that attach to our lives and, and can wrap you up. Uh, everybody in here has experienced one or more, and the actual list of chains is massive. You know, we're only going to do actually six of them, six and a half-ish, maybe seven. We're doing something next week, too. And... Um, these chains can drag you down. Now, a few weeks ago, I was the one doing the message, and I mentioned, uh, I, I'm sorry that I did this, but I said, you know, there's a story called, you know, the, the Dickens Christmas Carol, and there's a, a character in there with a bunch of chains on him, and he goes to see Scrooge, and this character's name was Bob Marley. Well, uh, it was not Bob, okay? Bob Marley is not in the uh, Christmas Carol, Okay, it was Jacob Marley, all right? So, um, so sorry about that. I knew what I was thinking, but that's not what came out of my mouth, but everything turned out to be all right. So, um, imagine though that if you have that visual of somebody with these chains, just locks and chains wrapped around, somebody caught up in, in, in a dungeon and they're, they're shackled and in these stocks, imagine what kind of life that would be. It'd be horrible. We don't want to live that way. We, we don't want to live like that. And we, we have a scripture, a series scripture that's run through the whole thing. And I want to read it to you. It's in Psalm 107, 14. Talking about God, he led them from the darkness and deepest gloom. He snapped their chains. If you're living life with chains attached to you, God can snap them off. You don't have to live like that. You don't have to live where you're just drugged down and things are holding you down and holding you back from being who you were born to be. You don't have to. God can take care of those. And uh, as a matter of fact, we believe that God wants us to aggressively deal with anything that has a chain on us. If you leave it alone, it's just going to grow. It's just going to wrap you up more. We believe we should take them head on and face them and say, you know what, I've had enough. I've had enough of this. I don't wanna, I'm not going to live like this anymore. God wants to set us free from all the chains that are holding us down. So today, each week we've talked about one. Today's chain is regret. Regret. Now, I, I, I'm just going to, I would bet that everybody in here has something in your life, at some point in your life, that you say, man, I regret ever doing that. I regret ever saying that. Let, let me give you a, a definition of regret. It's kind of a, I don't know, it's an interesting definition. Regret is the past crippling the future. Regret is feeling sorrow, remorse, loss over what could have been. It means to kick yourself. That's regret. And I'm talking about in, the, in a very harmful sense. You know, it's okay to sometimes you need to kick yourself in the, in the tail, like, hey, get going, hey, you know, snap out of it. Okay, yeah, that's, that's okay, but we're talking about you beat yourself down all the time. The biggest part of that to me is the past crippling the future. That's what regret is. You know, I've re regretted some life choices before too. And, and I remember specifically uh, one huge regret, one huge choice that took me down the road that when it was said and done made me feel like and, and made it look like to me that I had wasted like 16 years. Like, oh my gosh, what, what have I been doing? What... What, it made me feel like a failure, a total, total failure. I thought I had failed my family, my wife and my kids. I thought I let God down. I thought I let myself down. And, and I was there for a little while, and I really felt that, and it was a big deal. Um, and I don't, I, it felt horrible. And, and have you, have you ever 
had, had this type of chain uh, you know, on you, something that, that uh, a regret that stuck with you and really it affected your life. I mean, it really altered the course of your life. Let me give you another a list of common regrets. These are, these are very common regrets that uh, a lot of people that go to uh, counseling and, and they go see professional counselors. These are some of the top ones that, that people say, look, look, we have this problem and, and, I, and, because, and I regret doing this or I regret this. So let me, I'm going to read you off a list here. And th- this list is endless. It goes on and on and on and on. Um, you, can, uh, you probably can add some of your own to this, but this is just kind of, we're trying to get going and thinking on the same lines this morning. Uh, some people uh, regret not finishing college. I regret that I did, you know, I, I regret not finishing college. I, I could have been so much further than I am now. Uh, that, that goes along with not applying myself in school, or I, I regret my ch- career choice. Man, I wish I would have picked something else. You know, I could have made more money at that, or I'd have been happier at that. I feel like I've, you know, wasted so much of my life. Uh, some people, this is a tough one, go through life, I regret marrying my spouse. I figure I'd pause there for a second, right? Um, I regret not saying goodbye uh, to a, a loved one that's now passed away. I regret cheating on my spouse. I regret having sex with that person. Uh, I regret uh, an abortion that I had. We saw it up there on the screen. I regret getting into debt. Because now it did, you know, take so much of my money every stinking week. I regret getting a divorce. I, I regret my, my parenting mistakes. I should have been a better parent. I, I have failed my kids. I regret words I said in anger to the people that I, I really care about. I regret ever going to that party. Shouldn't have been there. I regret disappointing my parents. I regret my childhood. Yeah, these are some common things. I, re- I regret being born black or white or brown or whatever color you might be. Regret your heritage. I regret that. These are, these are common regrets that people have. I regret not following God all those years. Some people will have a regret, and then they begin to form their life around that regret. That regret, regret becomes the thing that they focus on the most, and so whatever you focus on the most is what, um, it's what structures the rest of your life. If, I, if I'm focused on regret all the time, regret is at the forefront of my mind, and it's going to be what dictates what happens and how I act and how I respond the rest of my life, and that's really no way to live. It's really, it's really not, and that's, the, that's, the, that's how this chain works. It kind of gets you just rolling in it on your own, and you start adding links to the chain yourself and wrapping yourself up in it. You might, you might be familiar with a guy whose name is Alexander Graham Bell. He invented the what? Telephone, that's right. Everybody that has a cell phone today, you can thank Alexander Graham Bell for inventing the first one. You know, the one with the cord and the, I don't even know what even that was it? It was like a click, click, you know, however he did it. See, I showed my age. The first phone I remember is the little dial, okay? Well, here's something he said, real smart guy. He said, when one door closes, another door opens. But we often look so long 
and so regretfully upon the closed door that we do not see the one which is open for us. Wrapping your life around a regret. Failing to see where you could go from there. Because you're so stuck. That chain has you so wrapped up. And, and, and if you got this chain, you need help. This isn't, uh, let me stop here and say, we're not doing any of these to say, look how bad you are because you have this chain. That's, that is not what this is about. This is about, hey, man, I didn't know I had that chain. Please help me get it off of me. That, that's what we're trying to do. That, that's what this is for. And, you know, if we continually review the what ifs, that chain will always hold on to us and you won't ever be able to move forward. I want you to move forward. I want you to be able to, to go from where you are now to where God has planned for you to go. Um, you haven't completely ruined God's plans for your life, by the way. You haven't. You, you haven't done that. Uh, you, there, you can still, still do it. Ra- regret will wrap you up in chains. But God... God has a better way. And I want to read you a scripture here out of Isaiah chapter 43. And let me, I got to set it up for you. There's, this, is, this is a prophetic message. There is, uh, God was giving, telling the people of what happened to be Judah, who, who was a tribe of Israel. Um, these guys were in slavery. They were in, in bondage. They were, you know, they, thing, life just wasn't good. And, and God sends Isaiah, this guy Isaiah, to tell them something. And, and he's telling them, look, get, get hold of this because this is what I'm going to do. So this is God talking to them uh, through this guy named Isaiah. And here's what he said. Forget about what's happened. Don't keep going over old history. Be alert. Be present. I'm about to do something brand new. It's bursting out. Don't you see it? There it is. I'm making a road through the desert, rivers in the badlands. Now, some of that might not quite make, make sense, but listen to the first part again. Forget about what's happened. Don't keep going over old history. Can I put that in today's terms? He was telling them, uh, guys, listen, your past, this old history of how you've been living doesn't have to be your future. As a matter of fact, your future can be different from your past, so, so let, me, let me bring that to us today. I believe that, I believe this applies. So just think for a minute that I'm talking to you personally, sitting where you are. Your future can be different from your past. If you have something that you've been regretting, something that's drug you down, something that's had hold of you and taken you the wrong way and you've made this mistake after this mistake after this mistake, listen, your future can be different from your past. I'm happy about that because there's things in my past I wish weren't there. I don't like that part of it. I'm glad that my future can be different from my past. And listen, even with your bad mistakes, even with the awful things you might have done or mistakes you might have made, even if it was on accident or on purpose or even the bad hand that you've been dealt by life and it really wasn't your mistake or your fault at all. You know, you, you can't help where you were born. You can't help some of the cards that life dealt to you. Even those things, even that past, your future can be different than your past. So it, it, um, it begs a question, all right? If that's true, what do I do? How do I get free from this chain of, of regret? This thing that is my past, crippling my future, how do I get 
how do I break it? Well, most likely, if you could have done it on your own, you would have done it already if you, if you recognized it. We need help. I needed help, and, and I, I'm so thankful that God actually has help for us. Uh, I want to read you something here. Now, this is in Philippians chapter 3, and it was written by a guy named Paul. Uh, this is out of, out of the Bible. Paul was the guy that wrote two-thirds of the New Testament of the Bible, Paul was a very, very smart, very educated guy, and, um, but he started out really bad. All right, he started out, uh, as a matter of fact, he kind of describes in this, in this chapter, and, and let me say, please, 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 anytime we read a scripture in here, and that's why, one reason it's in that little handout you have, so you can go back and you can read it, and, and please go at home and, and read like the scriptures before it and after it too, to make sure uh, that you, you understand what, what it's talking about. Make sure we're not just making stuff up. Um, you know, check us on it. And, and if there's any mistakes, call Ed, and he'll you know, tell him he was wrong. <laughs> um, but, but please, please do that. Uh, so, so prior to what we're about to read, Paul says, hey, you know, I've done this wrong, I've done that. And uh, he kind of alludes to things that he could have regrets over. And then he starts talking about how he's doing good. He says, okay, you know, but now I've done this and this and this. And he's, you know, he's, he's not being arrogant. He's just saying this is how things are going for me. So that's where we're at when we pick up this uh, scripture in verse 12. Here's what he said. I don't mean that I'm exactly what God wants me to be. I have not yet reached that goal. But I continue trying to reach it and make it mine. That's what Christ Jesus wants me to do. It is the reason he made me his. Brothers and sisters, I know that I still have a long way to go. And okay, listen carefully before we keep going. He's writing this to people that believe in Jesus. Okay, this is specifically written to the Christian people of that day. Now, if you're in here today and you say, well, that's not me. I'm just, you know, I just came to church for the first time today and, and so now you just left me out. No, listen, even though this is written to those guys, I promise you this, this part that we're about to read, uh, it'll work for you. Even if you didn't ever come to church again in your life, if you use this, what we're about to read to you, it's gonna be helpful to you. So, so hang on to it as we read this. But there is one thing I do. I forget what is in the past and try as hard as I can to reach the goal before me. I keep running hard towards the finish line to get the prize that is mine because God has called me through Christ Jesus to life up there in heaven. All of us who have grown to be spiritually mature should think this way too. Now that last sentence, I need to, I need to um, explain to you, put, it, put that in today's terms. L- let me translate it to how it should read for us today and how you, how and you and I would think. If, if we were writing this, this is what we would have said. And this is what it really meant. All of us who have grown to be pursuing spiritual maturity should think this way too. All right, this isn't saying everybody who is already spiritually mature and perfect. Well, that just left me out, so I might as well go home. Okay, I'm done. I'm not there. Um, So if if you go back and you do the study and you you do all the stuff and you see the tone and all, all of these technical things about the scripture... That's what you come up with. That's what you, you realize it's saying. For those of you that are trying to be, those of you that are endeavoring to be spiritually mature, this is the way you should think. He says, 
three, we're gonna say four things here. The first one is this, I forget what is in the past. Here's how you break free with God's help. It's God that helps you do each one of these things. I forget what is in the past. So your regrets, your mistakes, the things that happened to you. It says you can forget what is in the past. It doesn't mean denial. It doesn't mean it didn't happen. It doesn't mean that it was okay, that what, what I did was okay, or what they did was, it doesn't mean that. It just means I gather, I mean, I gain God's perspective of the regret so it can be used, so it can be learned from, and so I can let go of it. That's what it's talking about. That, that's what it means. You, it's like having a short memory, like a, a baseball player who strikes out in the first inning, and they get back up in the third inning, and they have to bat again. Well, if they just keep thinking about how they struck out in the first inning, what are they going to do? They're probably going to strike out again. Quarterback who throws an interception has to have a short memory. That's, what, that's in sports analogy, that's a short memory. Yeah, I made the mistake, but I got to keep going. I can, I can forget it and let it go. Now, I told you a while ago, I have a, I've had you know, this, in my life a major, major regret. And um, you know, I struggled with letting go of it. I, I, knew, I knew what I was regretting. I knew it was there, but I couldn't seem to do this. I couldn't seem to you know, forget the past and get God's perspective. I was just struggling. Until one day I was like, okay, I can't, I can't take this anymore. God, what, what is your perspective of this thing that I'm regretting? What, you know, where are you at in all of this? And, and here's the answer that came back to my heart. It was, uh, well, God talking you know, I was able to use this thing that you've regretted. That's what I've been able to use to keep you here in Bay City and stay on my path, on your path with me. You know, it's what I used to help you. And I was like, wait, I don't like that. You could have used something else. You know, use something else, please. You know, that, what? Now, it's not that God made me make the, you know, do the things. Not that, it's not that God made me make the decisions I made. That's not what he was saying. He was saying, since you did that, uh, even though you did that, I took it and I used it. And I used it to help you get where you are now. That was God's perspective of the thing that I regret. And that, that's my personal deal. Yours could be completely different. But that's what, it, and here's what that did for me. It made me say, okay, all right then I can let that go. I can let that go and I can move forward, which is, or, or, or I can reach for the goal, which is the next one. Uh, the second thing is I reach for the goal. I forget the past, I reach for the goal, I stretch towards the future. You know, it's like a, a person in the Olympics or in your, in your kid's track. You know, you go to a track, have you been to a track meet? Were you there like for 17 hours? If you've ever had kids in track, you know what I'm talking about. And, and um, your child is in it, and they're like in the last thing, you know, and you never know when it's going to be. Anyway, so imagine these kids running, and they're like, they're doing a, say, a 400. They're running around the track. When they get close, and they see the incoming, what do they do? Do they just like kind of lean back and just, no. What do they do? They lean forward. And when they get to the, close to the finish line, this is where the people with big honking noses, um, they, um, they have an advantage. They stretch their long neck like mine. You stretch it out. You know, you're trying to get it across the line. They lean forward. So when you've got a, a chain of regret on you, first thing you can do, God, help me forget the past. Help me to get your perspective on it so I can let go of it. And the second is, God, help me to lean forward. Help me to lean and, and keep, let, let, me, let me lean where I'm, I'm headed 
in this right direction. And, and, and the next one is this, I keep running. When I get disappointed, I, I, keep, I keep going. When I have a regret, okay, this regret happened, but I'm gonna keep going. Uh, I think it was a year or two years ago, somewhere in there. I have, my friend Carl is here, I saw him. Yeah, there he is, Carl. And um, we were at the track running and we were supposed to come in a mile and a half under a certain amount of time to get this, be this level one, meet these level one requirements for this CrossFit thing, right? Mile and a half, but we're running. And Carl runs like a gazelle, <laughs> all right? And so we're running. Of course, he, he passes me up really quickly. That's okay. I, I'm okay with that. We're running. I got to make a mile and a half in whatever the time is. And so I'm going, and I'm okay. And then after a little while, he lapped me. Now, now, now he lapped me. I could have done one. I could have done something there. I could have said, "This is stupid." Here I am trying to, you know, make this time, and I'm getting lapped by these people. Thanks a lot, Carl. You know now. Actually, he was very nice as he, you know, he was like, come on, you can do it as it goes by, you know, but I, you know, I could have just gave up right then. I could have quit running and dealt with that. God, I regret even coming. My ribs hurt. My, you know, I can barely breathe uh, and, you know, everything, things, things are going black. You know how it goes. <laughs> but I didn't. I kept running. And guess what? Carl beat me. <laughs> he beat me severely, but I wasn't racing Carl. Wasn't racing Carl. Carl did great. I was just racing me. I was just trying to finish. And I did it. I finished and I made it like within a few seconds under the time I was supposed to make it. Great. That's fantastic. Um, But the thing is, I kept running. If you get passed up, if you have a regret and you see, man, I didn't do this. Now all these other people are ahead of me in their relationship, in their job, in their life. I'm way back here because of the mistakes I made. If you get passed up, keep running anyway. If you stop, I guarantee you lose. If you, if, um, if you don't make your lap time, keep running anyway. That's all right. If you trip and fall, get up and keep running. This is what Paul, who wrote two-thirds of the New Testament, said to people when he's saying, look, I did all these bad things, but things are going good for me, and here's what I know. I forget the past. I lean forward towards the goal I'm going for, and I keep running. And then he ended up there with something I've already mentioned. That he said, I pursue maturity. Here's what maturity is. I embrace the fact that nothing is impossible for God. Whatever your chain is, whatever your regret is, wherever you're at, it doesn't have to dictate your future. God can do something with it. Uh, I'm the type of person, you can ask Diana, if we go shopping somewhere and we buy something, let's say, it doesn't matter what it is, um, I refuse to take anything back. You know, uh, it could be from, hey, I buy, hey, well, we can buy this shirt, and if we find one better later, we can take, no. Mm-mm. Once we buy it, we own it, it's ours, we don't take it back. Even if I bought the wrong thing, you know, you know I brought, this is the wrong tool, this is the wrong, mm-mm, not taking it back. I, I made this mistake, I'm going to eat it, I'm going to live with it. I'm not going through the embarrassment of taking it back saying that I did the wrong thing. <laughs> Some of you guys know what I'm talking about. We can use it someday. Yes, put it up. I probably need one later anyway. Yeah. But if, if it was put to me in a little bit different way, it might change that. If I bought the wrong thing and somebody had said to me, well, look, you can take that thing that you have, 
Have you ever bought a, have you ever got a, have you ever gone to McDonald's or somewhere and during Monopoly and you get the little Monopoly piece and it says you've won a, you know, breakfast sandwich? I know y'all eat at McDonald's. Um, I do too. Monopoly is like my weakness. I have to go because one day I'm going to get boardwalk. And, um, and it says on there, you can redeem this for a sandwich. If somebody told me, you took that thing that you bought that was the wrong thing, but you take it back to the store and you can redeem it for something better, I'm going. I can do that. I can't take it back because I made a mistake, but I can redeem it for something better. It's just semantics. It's just the way you put it. You can tell anybody anything if you say it the right way. Well, um, that's what I, I kind of look at this like. I pursue maturity. Maturity is this. Uh, God can take your regret and redeem it for something better. I have this chain of regret, this thing that I, you know, I feel horrible about. One of those things on the list or one of a billion others that, that may be out there. And okay, God, I regret this, but I want to bring it to you. God will say, I'll take it. And I'll give you something better in return. God took my regret and said, okay, let me exchange it for your life is now going down the right path. I'll take your regret. Here's this. You can exchange your regret for something better. This is great. This is fantastic. I mean, this is worth your money today right here. You can exchange. You can redeem your regret for something better. Your life, it's like a book. When one chapter's over... There are still um, other chapters to be written. And even if that's a bad, awful chapter that you're ending up, or you've got this one horrible, deep, dark, nasty chapter, that's okay. There's still more. There's still more to write. There's still more that can change the, the story and make it what it should be. That can happen for you. And here's what I want to do. Um, a lot of times we don't even know that we're regretting something. We may not have, we might not be clear to us. And then we just don't know what to do with it if we do. And so I, I want to pray for you, but I want to, if you look in that handout that you have, there's a little spot on the right and on the bottom, there's some like lines for notes. I'm going to ask you to take the opportunity to write something down there. I'm going to pray for you and we're going to ask God to show us things that we regret in case you're not, in case you don't recognize it. And then ask God what his perspective of it is. Now, don't say, well, oh, man, you're putting me on the spot because I'm going to have to write something down because people are looking. No. Uh, Who cares what people are looking at anyway? Tell them to write down their own regret, not copy yours. (laughs) Second is, well, what if God didn't tell me nothing? That's okay. That's all right. Just just go with it. Uh, And then even if you got nothing to write down when you go home later tonight and you're by yourself, try it again. Because you have this prayer in there, okay? But we're, we'll give you the chance to do it now, but you can do this later or as many times as you want, all right? But we're going we're gonna to do it now together just to kind of get the feel for it. But we're, we're being sincere here. All right, so I'm, I'm going to pray for you. And I'm going to give you a chance to write also. So here we go. This is for those of us that are in here today that we have this chain of regret that we're dealing with. Dear Holy Spirit, So many of us have these chains of regret wrapped around our lives. I pray today that you would show us what regrets we need to forget. Now take just a second and say, God, what what regret do I need to let go of? I'll give you a second to write something down.
And God, we ask this regret we have, what, what is your perspective of it? How do you see it? Take a second and ask God. God, show me. How do you see this regret? I'll give you another second to write. Lord, we ask that you redeem these regrets for something better in our lives. Help us to keep running the race. Help us to lean forward, God, like we're, we're going to win. We pray that you help us to grow up and be mature Christian people that move forward in life, even in the face of regrets. God, I pray that you would break these chains. Thank you that our, our past doesn't have to dictate our future. Pray that you help us to get your perspective and let go of these things that have been holding us or maybe even things that have been wrapping itself around our lives. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Now for those of you in here that are, that, that was you, you were seriously, genuinely praying for that, uh, I really, with all my heart, believe that God can just snap those chains. He can break those chains off of you and you can begin to move forward in your life. Now, there may be some of you that are sitting here saying, okay, whoa, wait a minute. Um, I, I'm not so sure about all that. I've just come to church like the first time. Um, you're, you're going a little bit too far for me there. That's okay. Um, and, you, and you're like, I wasn't really praying. That, that's all right. Uh, I, I have a suggestion for you, and, and that is to uh, follow for a little bit. Check things out. I mean, you've come to church today. God's made it so that you were here today so that he could talk to you. And um, just take a little bit of time to follow. Say, hey, well, what is church about? What do these people really believe? You know, is this real? Is it not? You know, what's really going on? It takes some time to do that. And if you do, then you could find yourself, you may find yourself in another spot. And some of you might be here where you're like, you know, um, I think I believe this stuff. I think I believe the things you're saying. I think I believe maybe what I've read in the Bible. I think I might believe some of this God or this Jesus or this church stuff. I might, I think I'm, I think I like this. If that's you, that's great. The next step for you to take after that is just to begin to do the things that you're seeing and hearing. Do the things that you're, you're reading in the Bible. Do the things that we're, we're talking about and that God might be speaking to your heart. Now, Here's how you take that step. If that one is you, if you're saying, hey, I think I would like to, but I don't know really how to get started, the first thing you do is you say, God, look, I just want to submit to your plan. I, you know, I, don't, I don't even understand it all, but I want to go where you're going, where you're taking me. As a matter of fact, today you can, you can make today your moment in history where you say, you know what, today's a day that I'm going to start to follow God. Today's a day that I, even though I don't get it all, I, I'm going to say, Jesus, will you, uh, will you take me where I need to go? Will you, will you forgive me for I, where I messed up and help me do things the right way? Today could be the day that you start to come to life and that you begin to have, like, you have, you have God's life in you. And it could be now and, and then forever in eternity. Now, the simplest way we know to do this, to make this step, is uh, the simplest thing we need to do is to start with the prayer. And so here's what I want to do. I want to um, ask everybody in here that's already gone down this road, you already believe, you're already applying, you're already one of these, uh, one of these Christian people 
that, that's following Jesus, I'm gonna ask you to pray with us. And, and if you're here today and you're saying, well, I wanna start that, this is what I wanna do, then I'm gonna pray, and this is kind of like a repeat thing, and it's, it's really more about what's in your heart than the actual words, but um, we wanna give you, we wanna help you, I wanna do my best to help you out here, so we're gonna pray. If you wanna make, make today your day where you start following God, I want you to pray this with me. And again, everybody else, if you would just, if you would pray along, say, uh, dear God, I need your help. Thank you for loving me so much. Please forgive me where I've gone wrong. Holy Spirit, please take me where I need to go. I want to give you my life so you can make it better. I want to follow you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.